whereas I know a lot of companies kind of take a one size fits all approach in terms of like, we decided or we read or we heard that this extraction process is the best. So we use it for all of them. Whereas I kind of just go back to the beginning and look at each product individually and then decide what's going to be the best choice, the best option to bring out the effects that I want to that I want to highlight from that particular mushroom. Welcome to the Rebel Health Coach Podcast with Tom Underwood. Armed with truth and knowledge, your journey to a healthy lifestyle can be obtained. Preventative wellness, quality nourishment, and daily fitness routines dramatically improve your outlook on life as a whole. And you'll find the support and info you need to accomplish a healthier lifestyle here. Together, we can empower each other along our journey to an amazing you. Welcome to episode number 159 of the Rebel Health Coach Podcast. Today's guest is Brandon Gilbert, the herbal expert who adorably forgoes taking himself too seriously. Brandon Gilbert embodies an East meets West attitude all his own. Led by a curiosity to share balance with the world through traditional Chinese medicine, he expresses his passion most comprehensively through Hyperion Herbs. His online platform and academy offer a wellspring of information by podcasts, YouTube videos, and newsletters, and products creating a bridge into the ancient wisdom surrounding Chinese tonic herbs. In this episode, Brandon and I talk Chinese medicine herbs and what they can do for us, including mostly and mainly mushrooms. I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I did talking to Brandon and get as much out of it as I did from talking with him. Thank you and enjoy this episode. Brandon Gilbert, welcome to the Rebel Health Coach Podcast. How the heck are you today? I'm doing yeah, doing well, man. How about yourself? I'm good. Good. I'm on the other side of the world, in Europe and Oregon somewhere, and I'm down in Georgia. Coast to coast. <laughs> coast to coast, yes. And you yeah. have a beautiful location up there. And the uh, Actually, the Oregon coast is fantastically beautiful. It is, yeah. Now, I've done that drive once down the peninsula, or down from Portland to the uh, California once. It, yep. was, it was beautiful. Yeah, it's epic. Uh, yeah, you can't beat the beauty of that coastline. Yeah. There's no, it's just, it's just amazing. But before we dig into today's topic of herbs, tonics, and mushrooms, who is Brandon Gilbert? And what was your pain to purpose into this world of health, wellness, herbs, mushrooms, and Chinese medicine? Uh, that's a great question. You know, I ask myself that same question on a regular basis. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, I mean, I uh, long story short, I grew up in a really small town in Indiana with probably, I don't know, 20,000 people. And um, I just never really felt like I fit in or connected with the resources and the information that was around me. And then I was lucky enough to get the internet at a young age and then discover, you know, Eastern philosophy like Buddhism and Taoism. And it really just piqued my interest. And I kind of just followed that interest and that passion wherever it led me. And because one of the one of the major drivers is my pers- of my personality is I always want to find the best. I want to find the most authentic, 
I want to take things back to their source. I want to understand the full context of how I got from A to B. Um, or, you know, if I'm eating the fruit, I want to understand the tree. I want to understand the whole life cycle of that tree. Right. So that's kind of always been my mindset. And then um, I think, you know, it's like many people graduating high school, feeling completely lost, not really knowing what I wanted to do, knowing pretty well what I didn't want to do, <laughs> more or less. Um, and then I got into yoga and meditation to, you know, kind of sort out a lot of the psychological stuff that I was dealing with. Because health-wise, I'd, I'd always been pretty healthy and didn't really have any issues. And fortunate and lucky in that regard. But just, you know, from the isolation and disillusionment I was feeling, I just was super angry and depressed and kind of withdrawn. And, you know, yoga and meditation helped. And then once I discovered and heard about tonic herbs... I was like, oh, okay, here, this is the thing I've been looking for. And then really got into reishi mushroom first and foremost. And that was pretty life-changing, uh, to say the least. It was really extremely transformative. And that just, I just kind of dove in. It was the same mindset of like, I need to find out everything I can about these things. And I was just spending like all day, every day, just trying to read and research. And also, you know, I would do fasts and just take tonic herbs while I'm in a fasted state just to really clearly feel exactly what's going on in my body and different subtleties of different things. And that really helped give me a, a really deep understanding of the, the more subtle aspects of, of many of these herbs. Um, and then, yeah, now, you know, fast forward 15, 20 years later, I'm still kind of have a similar mindset and still trying to follow things to the highest level of authenticity and depth that I can. And then 2010, you know, I started Hyperion Herbs because um, I, you know, really wanted to share a lot of the benefits that I had seen and all the information that I'd accumulated over the years. And, uh, you know, because at 2010, there really was not, it really was not easily accessible to get high quality herbs or even herbs at all in general. It just was not a thing. Um, so I just wanted to basically provide herbs in a potent format that people could actually take and get the benefit from. Because I'd worked in health food stores, um, you know, previously in my life, and the mindset is always, always like, "Oh, herbs are weak. Like herbs don't do anything, or herbs are kind of just uh, like a joke." And I'm just like, "Yeah, I mean, the stuff here on the shelf is kind of a joke. It is kind of a ripoff. It isn't really going to do that much." So I just I wanted to create an alternative to that and be like, "No, no, no. <laughs> These are potent. These will actually do something. These will actually have effects. You will actually feel them." And it's packaged in a way at a price point where you can actually take them. So that was kind of the whole impetus for wanting to start the company. And, uh, you know, now 12 years later, still cranking uh, with Hyperion. <laughs> and, and so you're, some of the herbs, you, what are some of your favorite herbs that you've used in the past that, that, you, uh, that provide the most benefit for you? Yeah, I mean, honestly, that's... Those are the only products that I sell. Like that's my business ethos. Okay. Cause I mean, there's hundreds of products I theoretically could sell that are beneficial and would help people. But I only really sell things that I have an intimate and passionate experience with. So something like reishi, cordyceps, chaga, lion's mane, and then gynostema. Those were some of the ones that made the biggest impact. Like reishi in particular had like the biggest impact. Um, and reishi and cordyceps, I would say, were two of the biggest for me, especially early on um, when I was first starting out. Can you 
explain why herbs are essential dietary supplements? Um, well, I mean, I think we have to kind of look at some cultural differences because things like many of the top Chinese tonic herbs here, they're kind of like these exotic, wild, new, trendy discoveries. Whereas like in China and many other places, they're just normal. Like you can buy them in a convenience store. And I, I can tell you a funny story about that. I was, I was video chatting with a friend of mine who lives in China and she was just walking and just went into like kind of like a 7-Eleven kind of thing. And they have on the back, in the back of the store, they have this like massive herb section. And she went through and was like, held up, do you know what this is? And I was like, yeah, it's this. Do you know what this is? Yeah, it's this. And it's just like, it's just that commonly available. Like you just pop to the corner of 7-Eleven and then you have an herb dispensary right there and you just grab all the stuff, take it home. Because people cook with it. It's part, it's sort of part of their normal, regular diet. If you're making a soup, you're making a stock or a broth or something, you put these herbs in there because they just, it's kind of just common sense that these are going to support your health and support your overall vitality. Where it's almost, I kind of look at it like exercise, where it's like if you have an exercise for 20 years and you're super out of shape and super unhealthy, it's, it's kind of like exercising one time. It's kind of the wrong mindset, you know, just be like, oh, I'm, I exercised on Monday, so I'm good. It's like, well, no. You need to exercise regularly for a period of time, and then the benefits will kind of just start accruing, almost like kind of an investment account is another way to look at it, where you're just like gradually doing a little bit of deposit every day, and it just builds and builds and builds and builds. And that's that's really the way I kind of look at um, many of these herbs and also how they've just been used classically and historically. And so I think that's just kind of a, a important kind of point to <laughs> to point out is that for us, you know, it's like rare and exotic and crazy, but for a lot of other cultures, it's just part of daily life. Okay, for what is your favorite herb recipe? Yeah, I mean, uh, now these days, I just keep it very simple. I just okay. make myself a, like a hot tea or a coffee in the morning and put some reishi in there and some lion's mane and mix it up and drink that. That's pretty much as simple as I do these days. Um, but I mean, I've written multiple ebooks. Uh, over, I mean, I think I wrote a couple in like 2010 and 2012, just with all kinds of complicated elixir recipes and like kind of really complicated um, recipes. And actually, I created an iPhone app in like 2010 or 11 called Elixir Synergy, I think is what it was okay. called. And it was basically I I took my my thought process for making like blended drinks and herbal drinks. And like mapped it out into to an algorithm, and then created like a step by step process that allowed people to create their own drinks. Okay. Because my my first business was actually an elixir bar in Louisville, Kentucky. Oh, okay. Uh, in like 2006 to 2008 or nine, basically. And and if you think uh, if you think mushrooms are like trendy and controversial now you can't imagine what it was like in louisville kentucky in 2006 <laughs> like the idea of like drinking vegetable juice was revolutionary to people at that time especially um, in kentucky yeah let alone taking drinking like you know gynostema tea with coconut oil and raw chocolate and raw honey and reishi mushroom and tocotrino powders and like all these like crazy superfoods like mixed into a hot chocolate drink <laughs> like it was People were, some people really loved it. Most people were not ready <laughs> at all. Um, so yeah, like I said, long story short, these days I keep it pretty simple. So yeah. 
Let's talk about a couple of your herbs before we dive into the mushroom area. Absolutely. Gynostemma? Yeah, gynostemma. That's, uh, I think, honestly, one of the top tonic herbs that a lot of people don't even know about. And I say it's the top for a few reasons. The first is, I think it's really the only genuine adaptogen, meaning it modulates so many different things in the body and has such a, a wide array of saponins. That okay. like, so for example, gynostemma has like well over 100 saponins. Something like ginseng has like 30. So it's like, it's like exponentially greater than any other adaptogen. Um, but it's also quite gentle because usually herbs are like kind of one or the other. It does a lot of things and it's quite strong, but it's like kind of harsh and aggressive. Whereas gynostemma does a lot of things, but it's very gentle and very mild and very balanced. Like you can drink it in the morning and it will just give you a little bit of energy. You can drink it at night and it will just kind of calm you down. So it's really like every time you drink it, you kind of get a different feel from it. Um, which is why I say it's probably the top adaptogen. Um, the second reason is that it's, it's very economical. I think I sell a 100-gram bag for like $27 or something. And you can just take a tiny pinch and make a few cups of tea out of that. And that's pretty much all you need for a day. And it just looks like a rolled kind of green tea. You brew it just like any other tea. The taste is pretty mild. It's kind of like slightly sweet with a touch of bitterness. So it's really easy, really accessible. And it works for a lot of people and doesn't have side effects. So I think it's one of the top, one of the top tonic herbs and something I, I consume on a regular basis. And quite a lot of, I've got a lot of crazy stories from some clients and friends and family of people that have taken it. And it just will like regulate so many different things in their body, whether it's like their blood pressure, which I've seen, or people with asthma, people like, uh, getting up to go to the bathroom a lot in the middle of the night, just a lot of different things. It just kind of brings into balance gently over a period of time. Let's talk about this ab adaptogenic chemical you sap Sure. Sapofen? Saponin. Saponin. Yeah, it's basically like a, a certain family of chemicals that, from what I remember, it's kind of oil and water soluble. So it has a lot of, it has the ability to plug into a lot of different things in the body. So it can kind of like modulate a lot of different things in the body. Um, whereas gynostemma has more than anything that's ever been studied and researched. So I think that's part of the reason why it's able to just work with so many different systems in the body. Okay, so what are some of the benefits of, of the gynostemma as far as what, it, I mean, I, I walk, because I mean, I've I heard it called the miracle grass. Exactly, yeah. And, and it just, I mean, it's, I didn't know what people would say miracle grass. And I'm like, okay, what is right. it? It's yeah. a tea. And I'm like, okay. But what 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 are the benefits and what are the, what does it do to a like if if I was to drink a cup of tea, right? What would it do to me? Um, I think the most noticeable kind of somatic experience is it kind of helps balance and lower your stress response. Okay. So that's kind of what I was saying. If you drink it in the morning, it'll kind of like lift you up a little bit if you need that. Or if you drink it in the middle of the day, if you're kind of stressed, it will calm you down. If you drink it at night, it will calm you down, kind of help you sleep. So it kind of just kind of like helps pull you back to center in terms of how you actually feel. Okay. Um, which, I mean, that's kind of a pretty major thing because stress is obviously Absolutely. a big deal. Right. Um, also, from what I've seen, it can be quite anti-inflammatory um, and 
I think nuclear factor kappa B is something that it can kind of modulate or inhibit. I can't remember. Okay. But then, like like I've said, I've I've seen it balance out a lot of things in terms of people's blood pressure, people with asthma. Basically, kind of like it has such a wide array of these chemicals that it can kind of just do whatever your body needs, if that makes sense. Yep. Because, I mean, we all run around in that sympathetic mode, that fight or flight. You know, we get up in the morning in fight or flight mode and we go to bed at night and we got to like, okay, I got to get out of this fight or flight mode so I can get some sleep. So, and, and unfortunately, staying in that fight or flight mode especially over the last couple of years has caused a lot oh, yeah. of harm to people because yeah. I mean, we've all been, we've all been through a lot in the last three years and living in that flight of flight mode for so long or the sympathetic mode and not knowing how to get out of the sympathetic mode into a parasympathetic mode has been very difficult for a lot of people. Absolutely. I think, uh, I think it's, a, it's a really, that's a, it's a really deep mechanism and, uh, you know, it can seem kind of, trivial and basic like i'm calm or i'm not but really that 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 is a, a really profound thing and especially if you start if we start talking about how we see the world how we show up in relationships how we make decisions like it can it can really uh get pretty profound pretty quickly um this is coming from someone you know who i used to run on a, a ton of stress a ton of just you know, stimulation and adrenaline and then kind of going to the other extreme and just trying to go much deeper into seeing how, how deep can I go into the parasympathetic? Like how much stress and tension can I release from my body? Um, that's kind of more of my mindset these days. But I think things like gynostema and reishi uh, can really kind of help retrain people and give people a, a kind of a reorientation in a way. Okay. All right, you've got a couple others on here that will. That, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I know I'm gonna butcher this one. Hishu Wu, <laughs> yeah, Hishu Wu, um, Hishu Wu, yeah. So that's um, definitely one of my better selling products over the last couple of years um, because it's can be quite rejuvenating and restorative for people that are kind of like burnt out or okay. depleted or, but also too like that one. Personally, I feel is like a category below the mushrooms and reishi because it doesn't work for everyone. And some people it doesn't work for at all. Like if people have weakened or compromised digestion or like any kind of pre-existing liver stuff, then that herb doesn't really work at all because it can like some of the really uh, deep kidney tonics, they can be kind of cloying and kind of sticky for the digestive system. In terms of their properties, and Hisha Wu is definitely like that. So, for people who have any digestive weakness or like liver stagnation, then it's not really a good option. Okay. Um, from what I've seen over the years, that's why I tend to just stick to you know the mushrooms and gynostema. But, um, but yeah, in terms of just helping people kind of restore, uh, and then it's most famous because it can, in some cases, reverse someone's hair color from gray back to its original color. It's a, it's a, it, from what I've seen, it's a pretty low probability uh, in terms of success okay. because there's so, there's so many factors, right. but I mean, I, I've, I've had people over the years that take before and after people send me pictures and you, you can see a clear difference. So I think that's one of the, that's one of the main reasons people are attracted to it. Okay. And you got some teas here. 
You've got three T's on your website. You've got the Oriental Beauty, the Old Bush, and I'm not going to even try Jin Jin June Mel tea. Oh, Jin Jin Jun May. Okay. Yeah, I mean, so uh, a, a hobby of mine for a number of years was really high quality Chinese tea. Okay. Um, so over the years, I would do kind of like special private releases of different high quality teas that I had. And then I I used to have like nine teas on the website because I just kind of went and got a whole selection. Um, but it's really a really small selection of my customer base that's into teas at all. Um, and I've just kind of did it as an experiment and I'm in the process of phasing those out. So, I mean, tea has a lot of health benefits, of course, but it's kind of like, it's pretty niche. Like you kind of okay. have to be kind of have to be like a tea a tea person already because there's there's like there's traditional styles of brewing tea that are, require a lot more time and energy and focus and that's personally that's how i brew so like for the teas that i those teas that i sell it's they kind of need to be brewed in that way to kind of get the best out of it which like i said it, it, you kind of have to already be a in tea that person. yeah exactly so we can start talking about guy wands and yixing teapots and cups and like, it can get really complex really quick. And if you're not already <laughs> into that, you're not going to get it. Yeah, exactly. And uh, again, it's it's cool. It's fun. But it's just more of like a hobby, you know. And what about this oil you carry? The... Yeah, it's a vetiver. vetiver and that oil, is yeah. like a for like or for uh, aromic? Yeah, aromatherapy. Yeah, okay. I mean, I, this is also a similar thing. I would do special releases of different high-grade oils that I had access to. and then. I had like a sandalwood oil, a blue lotus, and then the vetiver. The previous oils have already sold out. The vetiver is just left over. So once that sells, then I'll probably, You're gonna it. probably be done with it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's great. It's a high quality oil um, for a great price. And, you know, I use it for myself. It has benefits. And people that have bought it and used it, I've loved it. Um, but again, it's my, my main focus, my main, you know, sellers are, are the mushrooms. And, the mushrooms. Exactly. Yeah. So I just kind of, Slimming things down, simplifying, focusing more on that. All right, let's talk about mushrooms. Definitely. And what drove you? What was the catalyst for the? I mean, these mushrooms are pretty well known. Rishi, we all, a lot of Rishi is for. Uh, uh, we'll have a We'll go into each one, but lions, sure. everybody, shaga, and cordyceps. You know, these are some of the main ones on every anybody that deals with mushrooms. How do yeah. you how do you find yourself in the world of? I mean, we have some pretty big hitters. Uh, I'm not going to mention names, but <laughs> they've got some huge backings to make them popular. On and I notice though, if you go to your prices versus their prices, your prices are really good. Yeah, <laughs> and you're getting bulk versus a little sack. Little, little packet. Exactly. Uh, and you don't carry. You really don't carry capsule form. So I used, let's, I used to, but I phased those out. Yeah, I, and let's talk about why. Because I'm not a big fan of the capsule mushrooms because right. I don't see the benefit of them as much as I do as putting a a, a teaspoon or a quarter teaspoon of reishi in my morning coffee. Exactly. I, I feel. When I take a capsule, I don't feel it as well as I do as taking a quarter teaspoon and stirring it with my morning coffee. You know, yeah. usually I take the reishi 
and mix it with like a coconut oil for yeah. the MCT factor. Yeah. And stir it all together. And then I have a little, you know. And, Absolutely. Uh, and I, I think I, people misunder. I, well, I guess where I'm going with this is capsules are great and they're easy and convenient. Right. But the benefit versus a powder is not even close. Yeah, I would agree with that definitely, especially if we start talking about how a lot of people have compromised digestive system. Right. Their their absorption rate isn't even that high. So I mean, I think it's also just comes back to kind of a cultural thing. For whatever reason, you know, our our palate for food and flavors is extremely small and extremely narrow. And people's people's sometimes their willingness to take any investment in their health is extremely low. It's just kind of like I can take a pill because I'm used to that. And that's the absolute bare minimum I'm willing to invest in myself, right. which I get it. You know, I've been there. Uh, I understand the mindset. I understand the cultural things. But, you know, everything has cause and effect and everything has. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, I, I don't think that's the best attitude. I, I think there's a lot of. Uh, I think our health could be a lot better if we actually tasted a wider array of things and if people developed an actual palate. Like for me, I can eat reishi and eat all the products straight out of the bag and it tastes completely fine to me. Right. I have no reaction to it. I appreciate it. Like it's it's great. I, I appreciate it for what it is. It's obviously not like ice cream and, and cookies, but yeah, I enjoy it for what it is. Um, so I think there's definitely an enhanced absorption you get if you take an herb like that with a hot liquid especially because the hot liquid is going to relax your your throat and your right. stomach and you're going to get more absorption and also just in terms of taking herbs traditionally they were always taken through hot teas so it's just kind of like if you take especially my products and you mix it with hot water you have an instant tea so you're adding it to a hot liquid it just so yeah it's definitely the potency compared to capsules just doesn't even compare we're talking about the parasympathetic and the sympathetic mode, and and uh, Rishi is probably one of the most well known of the four, right? Uh, especially for the benefits of stress yeah. support, right? So let's talk about let's start with Rishi here. Let's talk about first of all, are you growing these? Or are you sourcing them in? Basically, I'm just, I source everything. Like okay. the growing in the agricultural aspect to me, it was never really my interest. Okay. Um, more so interested in the effects and the benefits. <laughs> um, you know, maybe someday I'll, I'll get into that side of it. Um, but in terms of the major mushrooms, I think the, the kind of simple schema that I came up with is first understanding that pretty much all the medicinal mushrooms are going to have benefits for your immune system. Reishi, chaga, cordyceps lines. I mean, they're all going to have this ability to modulate your immune system, meaning calm down excessive parts and then bring down deficient parts, which is quite unique and quite rare. Like most herbs, most substances are pretty much just one direction. Like, right. kind of like, I mean, if you drink coffee, it's not going to like calm you down ever. It's just going to give you one effect. Right. Like most things we encounter in the world, it's kind of like we know what it's going to do and it's going to go this one direction. I mean, yeah, there might be a bunch of side effects, but we know it's going to take us over here. Whereas the mushrooms can kind of go in and like really start balancing out a lot of different things in the body. So that's kind of the baseline that I look at. And then 
when we talk about reishi, it's going to have this really unique, calming kind of anti-stress property that I that can, for a lot of people, be quite transformative and really kind of change their life. For myself, that's definitely the, the case. For a lot of my clients as well, I've like so many, so many stories and, and testimonies from people that just completely, you know, reoriented their their sense of self. And then cordyceps is more so if you just think of like energy, not not energy, like in the sense of caffeine kind of a thing, but definitely increasing your blood oxygen levels, increasing ATP levels, and kind of like at a cellular level, starting to give you more energy, Um, which I mean, if you breathe better and you have more oxygen, you're going to think more clearly, you're going to feel more alive. It's like, if if you want to feel less alive and more dead, like breathe poorly and like cut out, cut yourself from oxygen. But I don't think anyone wants to do that. So then if we go to chaga, I kind of look at chaga as like immune system with an even heavier dose of immune system support and then a really strong antioxidant property. But it's not really going to calm you down or energize you. It's pretty neutral in that way. And then when we get to lion's mane, this is really where I think it's, it's quite cool because lion's mane can have all these benefits for the nervous system and the brain in terms of uh, stimulating nerve growth factor and brain nerve growth factor and helping to remove like amyloid plaque from the brain and just a whole lot of really useful neurological stuff that again is, is quite unique. There's not that many things that stimulate nerve growth factor and can actually help regenerate your nervous system and the myelin sheath and all these other little components. So that's kind of the schema that I that I that I use to kind of understand the similarities in terms of the immune support, but then each one kind of has their own unique personality. So in terms of like how I create products or how I source products, I focus on bringing out whatever the unique characteristic of that mushroom is. So for reishi, obviously it's got that calming kind of almost psychological property. That's what I want to bring out. That's what I want people to experience when they take it. Cordyceps with the energy and the athletic enhancement. Chaga with like the potent antioxidant support and immune system support. And then lion's mane with the whole kind of cognitive and neurological benefits. Uh, Whereas I know a lot of companies kind of take a one-size-fits-all approach in terms of like, we decided or we read or we heard that this extraction process is the best, so we use it for all of them. Whereas I kind of just go back to the beginning and look at each product individually and then decide what's going to be the best choice, the best option to bring out the effects that I want to that I want to highlight from that particular mushroom. Okay. Let's start with Rishi. For sure. Because that's I, I mean, I I love my Rishi and my coffee. Absolutely. Every morning I have Rishi and <laughs> my coffee. Mornings yeah. I work out, I add a weird I add I or add cordyceps for the pre-workout. Mm-hmm. And then I'll have and then when I'm done with my workout, I'll so my first morning coffee before workout is with reach with cordyceps. When I'm done working out and I'm getting ready to go to work, I'll put a, I'll do the reishi with my coffee on my way to work. Yep. And so let's talk about reishi because it has reishi is pretty powerful. And it has a lot of benefits from stress support to calming your mind and body and your spirit too. Yeah. I mean, if you're take if you're a regular user of Rishi, you will notice a cal- you a, a, a notable calming effect on your whole life. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's pretty crazy. 
Yeah, definitely. I, like I said, it it changed my whole outlook and my my life experience, and has done that for quite a lot of my clients as well. And it kind of touches back to what I was saying earlier about some of the deeper aspects of the the stress response. And the the way I kind of look at it is, if you're stressed, you're probably inflamed. If you're inflamed, you're probably stressed. And that over a long enough period of time, that becomes your default state. That becomes your point of reference. That becomes like your sense of, in many ways, like your sense of self. Uh, and that's like a big, you know, big, big way you're going to be filtering all of your emotional experiences, right? So then let's say you, you have something that can come in and start to calm that down and start to pull you out of that state, which actually I've had, I had a lot of people over the years sometimes complain. Like, oh my God, I, I took your ratio and, I, and I, I'm depressed. I'm so tired. And I'm like, well, you're probably just less stressed. <laughs> right. But, but re- your relative perception thinks it's depression or thinks it's being tired because the jump between where you were to like working back to balance appears to your mind to be like right. tired, but you're just less stressed. Um, but on the bright side, what happens is that more you move out of that state, then actually you start to see situations differently. You start to filter experiences differently, make different decisions, different choices, which obviously has a big impact on your life. So I kind of look at it like if you're really stressed, you're probably going to make stressful decisions that are going to lead to more stress. They're going to make you more stressed. They're going to make you make more stressful decisions. And then it just creates that feedback loop. But then through that process, now you're like, got to eat all this sugar. I got to drink all this alcohol. I got to, watch all this tv i gotta take all these drugs like you start bringing in all this other stuff just to kind of like keep yourself propped up but like when you can start to move out of that state it's sometimes it's it's oftentimes a lot of the the crutches just fall away naturally like i can like personally you know in my in my early i guess high school college years and i was like smoking weed fairly regularly and then once i got onto reishi it was just like it was just like that switch turned off and I was like, well, I'm done with that. And that was it. <laughs> like there was no willpower. There was no decision-making process. It was just, okay, I'm done. I found a better option. Case closed. Um, and for a lot of people, that's a, that's a struggle for a lot of people. A similar thing with a lot of things in my life that I walked away from. It was just kind of like, okay, lights off, done, moving forward. Um, so I think a lot of that comes to just your internal state changes and you feel more calm and then you just see life differently and then you make better decisions, uh, which I think is quite important and quite impactful um, to say the least. Right. I mean, yeah, if you think about like, uh, there's just, there's a, there's an aspect to our, our self or our experience that just wants to experience the same thing over and over again. Like, we're kind of like confirmation bias validation machines to where if we're stressed, we're just going to create more situations and experiences to reflect that back to us. And then, you know, so for better or worse, but if we can calm down and come out of that state, we can start to use that mechanism to our benefit. Now, most people know about mushrooms for the immune ability, the immune system ability of, uh, what was we were just talking about it? Yeah, basically being able to modulate the immune system. Uh, beta glucans. Yeah, beta glucans. Yeah. yeah, everybody knows beta. 
especially in 2000 and during the COVID, everybody's passing yeah. the word out beta beta glucans. Right, right. But let's talk about some of the, the real parts of the reishi mushroom, not just the beta glucans. So, yeah, I mean, what are some of the other components of a of a reishi that make it make it this give us this calming effect? I mean, I don't know if they've ever actually isolated or figured out the exact mechanism of that, or even like the chemistry, because okay. reishi it's reishi has last I checked over three hundred active constituents. Okay. So, I mean, it's got a lot going on. And I mean, I think the biochemical model is obviously useful and has a lot of validity, but I think it really can fall short in explaining the way certain herbs work, especially as you get into more esoteric levels of working with herbs. Um, those biochemical explanations completely have no usage. Okay. I mean, because like I've had, I've had teas and herbs that are like almost psychedelic. From like the teeniest, tiniest amount, but it's literally just tea. But it's all these factors that have nothing to do with biochemistry that give it this crazy effect. Um, and I used to sell some herbs like that in kind of private reserve format. And people were extremely blown away. But they were also confused because by, by like measurement standards, the products were quite weak. Uh, in terms of like the concentration, the potency, like the chemistry, whatever. So I use, you know, the chemical model to a certain degree just for quality control and consistency of batches and just like certain production parameters that make sense. But I don't know that it really fully explains, especially when we're talking about reishi and like some of the more um, esoteric or subtle properties of it. I don't know that I've ever seen an actual like explanation in terms of the chemistry. I think it's just something in something in the plant that they've been talking about for 5,000 years in China. Because like everything we're saying about it is nothing new. It's, well, it's, it's been well known. It's been in the lore, the mythology for a very long time. Um, so that's kind of why I kind of, you know, I try to learn from all different modalities and points of view, but I don't necessarily go all the way into each of them. Because depending on what you're trying to accomplish, one might be better for the job than another, you know? So... Now, is your reishi grown on wood? Yeah, 100%. It's not grown on grains. That's good. No, definitely not. Nothing on my website is has any grain anywhere oh, good. near it. That's, yeah. that's a key, though, for people listening. Yeah. A lot of these people who are mass-producing mushrooms are growing a lot, of, a lot of it on grains. I mean, it's a lot cheaper. I mean, definitely, it'd be better for my margins <laughs> if, yeah. I, if I use yeah, those but, then, but, but you're not getting the same effect. Exactly. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of the products people are buying are mostly grain, because if it's just a ground up mycelium product, the mycelium can only consume about fifty percent of whatever it's grown on. So if it's grown on rice or oats. Fifty percent of that bag you just bought is rice or oats or both. So I mean, you just paid all this money basically for oat powder <laughs> with a little bit of mycelium mixed in. <laughs> so it's like, uh, so I mean, yeah, that's unfortunately quite common these days, but. Um, like the thing is, is like, I've been doing basically the same exact thing for about 15 years, but all these new things come along and people are like, Oh, are you using grain? I'm like, no, I never have. And they're like, Oh, is your ratio grown on wood? I read this. I'm like, yeah, it always has been. Or like, Oh, is it extracted in this way? I'm like, yeah, it always has been. 
because that's just what makes the most sense and produce the best results. And for me, my interest is in the result. First and foremost for myself, because I take all my own products and I want the benefit for myself. So I'm not going to sell something that I'm not going to take because it just doesn't make any sense to me. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's just funny to see how, how the, how things change and the trends and things that come and go over the last 15 years. I'm sure. I'm sure. Especially <laughs> with it, with, and I mean, because let's face it, much this Rishi, Shaga, Cordyceps, Lion's Mane has become very popular. Yeah, it's getting kind of, it's kind of trendy these days for sure. But, you know, that's cool. I'm glad more and more people are getting interested and, you know, wanting to take strides to improve their health and actually invest in their health. That's cool. That's good to see. You know, with with any industry, if there's growth, there's always going to be, <laughs> you right. know, pros and cons that come along with that. So, All right, let's dive into, is there anything else you want to say about Rishi? Because I, I, Rishi is one of my favorites. It's, uh, I mean, it, it, it's a, it's a great, it's a great, it's a great mushroom to put in your, to do whatever you want with. I mean, yeah, you can I mean, put it in, how do you, how do you do yours? I, I do mine in coffee, but. Yeah, either coffee or just hot water. Okay. Either or you way. just make a Rishi tea. With, yeah, exactly. Okay. Cause I mean, my, 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 all my powders are concentrated extracts. So they're ready to go as okay. is. Um, so, I mean, obviously if it's at nighttime, I'm not going to put it in coffee, but. <laughs> Uh, just a little bit of hot water and it's good to go. Or sometimes just eat it right out of the bag. That's fine too. Um, that's a little more hardcore though. It's a little more hardcore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've, I can, I, I've acquired a taste for it, so I could yeah. probably do that myself. I just choose not to. For sure. Yeah. I mean, it's not the, probably the best for right. maintaining the whiteness of your teeth, but let's move on to, I'm going to, let's go to cordyceps. Cause this is one, another for one sure. of my, I use cordyceps as a pre-workout because it actually it does boost your energy level to a, a, definitely a way better or more natural than any other pre-workouts on the market. Yeah, it's I better, agree healthier that. for you, and it's not as long-lasting. Yeah, but it's definitely a better choice than downing some powder mixed with a whole bunch of stuff that you don't even know what it what, what the Word, what the word wording is yeah and, i mean it, it's cool because it's not it's not stimulating your stress response that's not the energy mechanism that it works with whereas a lot of pre-workout stuff it's just amping you up and getting your cortisol going which gives you the experience of more energy but you're kind of robbing peter to rape robbing huh? peter to pay paul kind right. of a situation um which i'm not that big of a fan of because i'll get people that'll ask me all the time like how can i have more energy i'm like calm down <laughs> <laughs> all right let's talk about for sure uh, I, I mean i know it, it i mean i know it it's a it's used a lot for kidney function yeah i also know other than athletic performance enhancement it helps you breathe better yeah absolutely yeah uh, i mean i i had a, a client of mine that owned he owns like an MMA gym or something. So he would tell me like crazy stories of the, he was giving it to his fighters and their endurance was going way up. And I right. have another, another client of mine who does a lot of MMA and he took a bunch of cordyceps before one of his competitions. And he just like dominated like his category because they're doing, you know, matches like back to back to back to back. So it's like a kind of an all day thing. So having, you know, 
sustainable energy and endurance is obviously useful because if you just chugged a bunch of coffee, he'll probably be great for the first couple matches and then it's just kind of like plateau. Um, Or he'll get so jittery that, you know, that'll actually work against him. Um, But the, the, the guy I was talking about earlier, the trainer, he was telling me, um, I can't remember what family member it was, but they had some some scenario where their blood oxygen level was really low, so they'd have to hit oxygen, you know, periodically. Um, so he was like, "Oh, I should give him cordyceps," and basically gave him cordyceps, and the guy eventually didn't need his oxygen anymore. And he actually measured it with, I guess, the little like blood oxygen finger thing, and measured it before and after the guy took it, and his. After he took it, his oxygen levels went up to like 99% or whatever, like the top end normal range is. And I was mm. like, wow, that's, that's pretty cool. Like, I've never measured it in that regard. But so, I mean, I've, I've heard a lot of cool stories like that over the years of, of people using it. And at least for myself, you know, early on, I took it a lot because like when I was in college, I would work at a coffee shop on the weekend and have to wake up at like, 5 a.m. or something, which, you know, for a college student, staying up super late, it's not ideal. <laughs> right. So I remember I would just be in there just like, and I didn't drink coffee, even though I worked at a coffee shop. It's funny, I had to lie. I had to <laughs> lie to the customers and be like, oh yeah, this one's great. You're going to love it. Even though I've like, had never had it. Because <laughs> I'm just sipping cordyceps, you know, and reishi right. just to kind of keep my stress response low and keep, you know, my blood sugar levels and everything kind of stabilized so I could work from like five to noon or six to noon or something like that okay um so yeah cordyceps is great i think that's um that's a really a really really good one um it's one of my favorites yeah and it's good for stamina it's, if anybody yeah. out there wants to use some before they and their girlfriend get together it's great yeah. for that yeah and that's the thing is like you can use these things kind of acute symptomatically and they have effects, but really you get more effects when you're doing a little bit over a long period of time, right. kind of like exercise or, you know, eating well. It's like if you eat healthy once, cool. Right. But if you do it regularly, then the benefits start stacking. So, well, I mean, this, the, 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 they, these things that are in these mushrooms builds up in your body. Right. So it, 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 if you use them on a regular basis, to your point about exercise, if yeah. you go to the gym once, and they're like, oh, I did it, you know, yeah. <laughs> expect the results of a three-month period, right. you know, it's not going to happen. You have to, it's, you're going to have to keep doing it. So I think cordyceps and reishi are two of the, all, all four of them, to be honest with you, but, you know, you just have to figure out how you want to mix them and match them. Like, I, I, I have a tendency to keep my cordyceps and my reishi separate. Yeah. And then do the the other ones on the lion's mane and the chaga differently. Yeah, exactly. Let's dive into lion's mane real quick because this is we all want better brains. Yeah. We all want to have better memory. And lion's mane is the definite king of that. Yeah, absolutely. And also being able to regenerate the nervous system. Right. And kind of keep it protected because you know, our nervous systems are getting absolutely pummeled these days, and I don't see that letting up anytime soon. And what I mean by that is if you just think about the amount of information that the average person is processing on a daily basis is a, a, like a exponentially greater than what they were processing 10 years ago, five years right. ago. 
and every day, every few months, it just keeps getting more and more. So that that takes a toll on your nervous system massively. Absolutely. And that just over time really degrades your overall life experience. Like you feel less alive because your nervous system just kind of like starts to just kind of get numbed out, to be quite honest. And I mean, part of it, I think, is just normal aspect of aging, at least from what I've seen, because right. I can think about when I was a teenager, the sensitivity I had and the vibrancy that life had versus as I got older, like things kind of get a little more dull. So obviously keeping your nervous system healthy can kind of start to maybe go backwards a little bit and also repair things that have been messed up. But so the lion's mane in particular has these chemicals called arenosines and heresinones, which are quite unique. And they're, they're the certain chemicals that have been shown to have the ability to stimulate nerve growth factor and brain nerve growth factor, which is kind of what tells your body to regenerate, regrow. And that's, that's quite unique, actually. Um, there's, not, there's not many things that can do that. So I think that's really what makes Lion's Mane completely unique. And at least how I formulate my product, it's specifically to focus on those things. I'm not as interested in you know, the immunological side of it, even though it still has those benefits, but it's more so focused on the arenosines and the heresinones, which is why my Lion's Mane is a lot more expensive than most other things you'll see on the market. Because I actually have high amounts of those things as verified by like third-party tests. Because it takes a lot more processing and a lot more raw materials to get those high levels. Whereas most companies will just do like, you know, a basic run-of-the-mill extraction and then talk about the nervous system benefits of lion's mane. But it's like, well, this, maybe there'll be a little bit, but, you know, again, it's not coming from the polysaccharides or the beta-glucans or the immune stuff. It's coming from a different family of chemicals. So if we want those benefits, we want those results, we need to change our focus a little bit. So that's kind of my mindset in terms of creating the lion's mane product that I did because I wanted to focus on those. Yeah. I, 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 I Go ahead. I was going to say, I really, I really like that the lion's mane that I have. And even if I didn't sell it, I would take it myself. And I've taken it myself regularly for quite a while. Um, and I get a lot of really good feedback on that one. I'm going to definitely do that with this one because I use lion's mane a lot when I'm studying or like, yeah. like tonight when we're done or today when we're done doing this or tonight here in Atlanta, yeah. uh, I've got some studying to do. So I will probably go make myself a uh, lion's mane tea absolutely and sit here till you know 11 o'clock at night and, and, <laughs> and study but it helps with my brain fog especially as mm -hmm. we get older yeah uh and men men know a lot about brain you know feel the brain fog so do women not just discounting them right but uh mental fatigue like the end of a day after i've worked in the clinic all day and got to come home and do some yeah. things that, or even prep for podcast episodes Right. I use Lions Made just to give me that that jo uh, that mood balance and 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 give me that brain clarity, more clarity. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's a funny story, actually. I remember when I was first testing out some of the original batches of the Lions Made extract that I sell. I like took a bunch of it, and then like two hours later, I I realized like, oh, I've just been reading all these scholarly journals and research papers the last two hours like i don't even realize it and like to me I, i'm not particularly interested in that stuff i find it quite boring and it kind of makes my head hurt at a certain point 
But it was just funny, like, oh, shoot, this linesman must be working because I'm like two hours focused on this stuff that I find kind of boring. And then I'm like, okay, all right, nice. (laughs) So definitely can have those effects if you need it. Well, let's, let's, the last one on here is shaga, which is the king of the medicinal, medicinal mushrooms, supposedly. That's what it's been called in many, right. for many years. So what makes this one the king of medicinal mushrooms? Mushroom, yeah, it's just the, the uh, really the immunological components that it has with, combined with the just really potent antioxidant capacity that it has. Because um, if you see like a really good chaga powder, it is like black as black gets, um, which is showing you all the antioxidants and the high ORAC score that it has. Um, so it's able to really work the immune system, provide this strong antioxidant support without being like aggressive. Like it's not going to calm you. It's not really going to like make you sedative and it's not going to energize you. It's pretty neutral in that regard. So it's kind of unique. And also, like, it works for a lot of people. It's pretty gentle, which is also a bit unique. Like, if something's potent, it's usually not that gentle. So in terms of just purely immune function or some kind of immune thing that people are dealing with, I think chaga's a really great one uh, to go to go with. And it's something that I've taken quite a lot over the years. Um, not, not so much recently, actually. I should get back into it. Um, but definitely, you know, probably... 2011 and 2013, I think I took a ton of it, and uh, it's, it's quite nice. What was the reasoning behind that? I don't remember. It, it just uh. I might I might have been into it at that time, <laughs> uh, just because like you know from being in the industry for so long and having so many products. Sometimes I'm in just like testing and research phase, so I'm just testing and trying out a bunch of new stuff, which means I don't have time or space for like my normal stuff. Because I try not to overwhelm my body with, you know, too many right. supplements and too many herbs. Especially if I'm trying something new and I really want to kind of get a feel for it, I kind of will just do that rather than like do that with 30 other things. So at at that time, I don't really remember what I was doing. It just might have been like, or it might have been my girlfriend at that time really liked it. So we just took a lot of it. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, I'm I'm pretty casual about it. Um, right. Like I just I have my cabinets are full of all this stuff, so I'm just kind of like, yeah, I'll take this and they're done. You know, pretty pretty laissez-faire at this point. Um, what are some of your favorite things to do with it? Uh, chaga again. I usually just make a tea out of it. Uh-huh. I think. I mean, it's been a while, but I think on on my blog there's like recipes for baking and mixing in with food and stuff. But I think my girlfriend at that time she would put it on ice cream. Because the chaga, the chaga that I have has like kind of a vanilla flavor. Okay. Because chaga actually does contain vanillic acid in small amounts. Okay. So it has like a touch of a vanilla flavor, um, and it's not overly bitter either. So I remember she would just dump it on her ice cream, and it would just be like pitch black. <laughs> but, uh, so I mean, the thing is, like the powders that I that I have, they're ready to go, so people can add them to pretty much anything. Anything. Okay. Yeah, and I and I do on my blog. There is like a lot of recipes and and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, you have a nice blog. Where do the people find you on the blog? It's a web it's it's YouTube, correct? Uh well, I so I have the blog on hyperionherbs.com okay. and then I also have um my YouTube channel hyperiontv.com. So there's a lot of there's a lot of content on both because I've been doing it since 2010, so I think my YouTube channel's got 700 videos at this point. 
Um, All right, so Hyperion, oh, wait. Hyperion Herbs, right? Dot mm-hmm. com. Yeah. And where and your YouTube channel is HyperionTV.com. Okay. Is there anything else you want to? Uh, those, are, those, are, those are my two main things. Okay. Those are, yeah, it's my two main avenues. Okay. I'm not really too active on social media aside from YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a good reason for that. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I took a bit of a break. Uh, yeah. In 2020. I need to take a break, but I don't because you, I, unfortunately, when you're promoting a podcast, you have to do something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a necessary evil at yeah. a certain point. Yeah. I'm, yeah. So, is there anything you want to add before we go? Um, yeah, I think if people um, have questions about anything or want clarity on anything or suggestions, they can reach out to me through my website or um, check out the YouTube channel. There's a lot of good stuff on there. Or, I mean, we, where I probably go quite a lot deeper on, like, because I mean, I've been talking about these herbs so much since like 2009. Like, I have dozens of videos on reishi, dozens on cordyceps, dozens on lion's mane going in depth and detail about so many different asset or aspects and facets of each herb. I mean, I once did like a seven hour audio course just on reishi. Wow. <laughs> like, <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it was an endeavor. Um, but I wanted to just put all of my information and knowledge into one place. Huh. Um, so yeah, uh, I would say that's it. All right. One question that has nothing to do with herbs or mushrooms. But I ask all my guests, right? If Brandon had thirty to forty-five minutes to chill or kill, what album or artist would you put on to listen to? Probably like the album Kaya by Bob Marley. Okay. Or uh, uh, Dive by Tycho. Hmm. Never heard of Tycho. I have to look yeah. that one up. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's, it's a kind of like chill, electronic, kind of ambient, kind of upbeat. Okay, I'll look that up. All right, thank you, sir. I appreciate you. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on. I really appreciate the opportunity and yeah, hopefully we'll get... been able to share some value and useful stuff with your listeners. I, I can't wait to try your mushrooms out. I'm going to put the order in and we'll uh, give it a try. And I'm looking forward to it. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I really... it's. I need to reorder anyway, and I'm going to try your, give you. That's awesome. Man. Give, let me know yeah. what you think. Yeah, I will. I definitely will. All right, brother. Thank you. Yeah, thanks so much. Thank you for joining in today with the Rebel Health Coach, Tom Underwood. And be sure to subscribe to the show so you can catch all the episodes. With desire and commitment, you can implement a lifestyle of wellness and fitness. For the support, encouragement, and tools you need to be successful, visit TomUnderwood.net.